my, my real question, though, as it pertains to Kurt Russell, is are you guys going to watch The Christmas Chronicles and Christmas Chronicles 2? So I guess the real question is, are you going to watch them again? Because definitely I've already watched both of them. <laughs> One might say those films... Um, With the gateway? Yeah, they got to start Oh, wow. There was something about... Oh, and then that led to... I think we watched The Thing following that, right? Goes back to that. That's like, that's just Among Us, the movie. Welcome to the Greatest Movies of All Time podcast, Season 2, Episode 3, but also Episode 30. Um, hello, JB. Hi. Hello, Gabriel. Hello. Um, my name's Jesse, but welcome back, Nikki J, to the podcast. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me again. I'm glad you're here. You were last on the draft. You're here in an official capacity. Um, the benefits of being a Patreon member continue. Um, and so we're so happy. We promised we'd have you back for Jurassic Park. And, and that's what we're here. Awesome. The, the 1993 epic dinosaur film, Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. You know, based on the Michael Crichton. I know it's Crichton, but that's <laughs> that, that name is spelled. It's Crichton. I don't know. Uh, and directed by Steven Spielberg. But yes, yeah, thanks for bringing this to us. Nikki J. Yeah, you recently came to the podcast as part of our League of the Greats drafts, which we got to check in. Um, I know you're itching to talk about your yeah. score and your placement on our fantasy film league that we created this year. And you had that special seat. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll save it for a minute, but I'm excited to hear your thoughts on how you've been. We, we're a couple, what, almost like a month and a half in to the league and scores, scores are piling in. So it's going to be exciting. I mean, it's still early, still early, right? You know, there's a, there's a broad range of scores. I don't, I don't know that any of us are doing quite as well as we had hoped we'd be doing, but you know, there's, there's still plenty, plenty of films to to spring forth and, and shower points upon us. May the film rating gods be, be kind. All right. Before we do that, just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Greatest Movies of All Time podcast. As I mentioned, each episode we talk of some few movies and we debate and declare if it once and if these films are once and for all one of the greats or not. We also play some games. Um, this week, we're bringing Kill Your Babies back, the classic. Um, we'll talk that in, in a little bit, so stay tuned. And we also chat about some other films we've watched, all the above. If you are interested in finding anything about us, all of it's on leagueofthegreats.com. We have all our access to social media, how to get on that Patreon that is people have been asking about, the um, email address, social media link, all that's there. Um, and in addition is our league scores. At League of the Greats, we're going to talk Jurassic Park in a little bit, but before we do, let's, let's check in with the scoreboard. Let's see how things are looking. You can follow oh, along at home at leagueofthegreats.com oh as well and our little league standing um, thanks. So, how are we, how are we yeah. looking? So it's a scoreboard. I mean, I, there's not really much of a change. We haven't had any 
any new releases since our last episode. We're still the the most recent films released still are Godzilla versus Kong and nobody. Um, there hasn't been much movement in the critics' ratings on these films. Um, yeah. But so so rather than going through our individual films, just want to kind of give a rundown of the scoreboard and then kind yeah. of get some some thoughts since since this is Nikki J's first episode with us uh, since we we have some scores um but in in fifth place we we do have Nikki J with oh, no. a negative a negative 53 points um largely due to as we stated on the previous episode just the fans reactions to the Snyder cut they can't get enough of that Snyder cut they're like four hours. That is that is almost a hundred. That's almost mm. a perfect score for us. We don't see anything wrong with this bloated four-hour film. <laughs> and so so that that 95 that Justice League is sitting at from the fans, uh definitely done some damage uh early on. So we can if you want to jump in and give your thoughts here, Nikki J, by all means go ahead. Well, it's a, it's a rough start. Still a lot of films come out this year, but yeah, definitely uh, not the ideal situation. I was hoping that I would have a stronger start. Um, I'm still counting on that uh, Luca and uh, some some other films. But yeah, people really love that Justice League movie, but it uh, seems to... I asked people that saw it, and they all loved it. And granted, they're pretty big you know fans of the dc comics and everything but i think uh i estimated that one for sure yeah so do you have any so do you have any interest in seeing the justice league the snyder cut i'm or? i'm definitely gonna see it um although that four hour um i i have to like set aside a day or something but hopefully see it soon <laughs> just watch it episodically i mean they, they, uh, they yeah. have these clear title cards that cuts like Part one. Yeah, chapter one. Or Part whatever. chapter two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you could maybe just watch chapter one and then chapter two and then cut it off, come back later, watch chapters three and four, do some vacuuming while you watch chapter yeah. six. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so, so if this is anybody's first time podcast and they're like, hey, I thought 95% Rotten Tomatoes would be a good score for, for a movie. This is Nikki J's counterpick. We had two counterpicks. Mm. So you wanted a movie that actually people... Um, did not like, and um, and it, it's it's just murder in his score um, since so many people did. Yeah, so it, as Jesse's saying, right? It's it the the counter pick. We're using fan scores versus critic mm-hmm. scores for you know the straight up picks in the league. Those those were all critic scores, um, and so while the critics do have the Justice League in positive territory at a a seventy one. Um, the fans really, really. Uh, I, I mean, I guess they had to say they liked it because they they're the ones who well, asked, they, for they asked for it. Listen, I'll, I'll admit, like I said, it's a little bit like okay, yeah, of course you can say that in hindsight. I do remember on the draft, I was sort of downplaying and mocking. I don't know if this influenced you at all, Nikki J, but I was sort of downplaying and mocking the Snyder cut, even in the Patreon pre-show. And then as we were going, um, I made a number of little snide comments about no one wants to get stuck with that Snyder cut. And then, and then I end up picking it, acting like I'm taking one for the team, and saying, "Hey, we got to still represent this." So I don't know. And then would you come around and say, "Hey, I'm picking Snyder Cut for my my counter pick?" Um, 
I, I will admit I was trying to play the game a little bit, and I figured Snyder Cut. I didn't. I never thought it would get a 95 um, user review. I I thought it would give me some points on the critics, um, but I thought people would generally like it somehow. So I don't know. Yeah, I kind of I kind of wish we could insert some audio from the <laughs> yeah. draft of, of you Listen. really. Really, just kind of dogging. It was a continuing threat, and if Trevor, the intern, was still with us, um, that would be the perfect job to pitch to him to dig through those those that episode. But we do have the draft episode that people can go and find it. But I do like. I'm I'm very curious. The one spicy move on your counter pick, um, and I, I I'm just curious, Nick J, if you're still feeling after being hit hard with Snyder cuts um, score. You do have that spicy move where you have the Venom movie as one of your picks. And then also you're like, Venom's also my counter pick. You're so like, critics st- are going to love this <laughs> and the fans are going to hate it. <laughs> so you're still feeling good about that move. Well, in hindsight, I'm starting to think uh, both both groups are going to hate it. So I don't know. I might get some points. It might even out. So like, it might just I mean, even out. It might just yeah, level, level out. Yeah. Which, is, which is a strategy. Hedging my bets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my question was going to be, right, because I, I know you mentioned Luca, but, like, looking through what you have left, right, what are you hoping is, like, your white whale? Like, what is what what film or two films, if you had to pick of the rest of your draft card, do you think are, like, your saviors here that could possibly lift you out of this 53-point this hole? Well, I'm definitely banking on Luca partially, but the Beatles um, get back mm-hmm. documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget who's directing that, but that I just yeah, Peter Jackson. Reading Peter the, Jackson. Yeah, reading the yeah, I've faced in Peter Jackson. Usually, he makes pretty good movies. Um, and then in the Heights, I'm still um, bullish mm-hmm. on. I'm not sure if it will be if that transition will be good or not. Um, the more I think about it, but. I still feel confident that people are going to like it pretty well, though. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would agree. I think I think the Beatles get back if Jackson does what he did with the World War One docu like documentary where he took footage and spliced it together, colorized it. I think if he can get even close to that with this Beatles doc, you you should be able to at least counter uh, that negative forty for the Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah, and like I said. You still, I thought it in the draft. I think it, still think it now. You got some solid films in there, um, but mm-hmm. it is, it is kind of fun to, to, to you know, to, to, to kind of. I mean, when you live in, when all you got is the Snyder Cut as a counter pick, and then Yes Day um, to represent you, it's, it's, it's tough. JB, any kind. I, we got Nikki J here. We don't know when he'll be back as this draft develops. You and I and Gabriel, we can always sort of kick around our our draft thoughts, our film fantasy league thoughts, any sort of other questions, thoughts for Nikki J to kind of, as we try to get into where he might be as, as we move forward with this draft. I don't know. I don't have any questions. I wanted to know that he's, he's, he's a welcome personality here. You know, we rip on him. Thank you. Thank you. But it's highly valued to have his voice. Yeah. Like I said, it's when you're, when you're in the cellar, when you're in, you know, it's, 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 it's where we go looking. Um, Listen. <laughs> Listen. I've I'm watched waiting. the league at least three times. Yeah. The person in the cellar is always, always the target of, of good-natured ribbing. But JB, you <clears throat> gotta admit, as as someone who's 
We're normally sitting at like a negative 36-ish points, right? It does have to feel pretty good to have a to have a negative 53 behind you. What a good segue. Wow, yeah. yeah so. I, you, you basically stole my segue, Jesse. <laughs> Man. Yikes. Yikes. I, I had full faith in Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley, and they let me down. Yeah. Uh, where, where, where are you looking to put your faith um, moving forward. forward? Yeah. The those who wish me dead, mm-hmm. Bill Taylor Sheridan, John, uh, the Kingsman, and uh, yeah, that's where that's. I think those are going to be my my golden geese. All right. No, it's going to be yeah, fun. So, so so yeah, so JB is is sitting there in fourth position with negative thirty six point seven five. Yeah. Um, and right in in square in the middle, we have Lee with negative uh, seven point five. She's got you know, one one somewhat winner, and and one dud sitting uh, on her hands with the the Godzilla vs. Kong, and then Cherry. Uh, Jesse is currently in second place with a positive fifteen points. Uh, you know, Snyder League, nobody, both both putting in in work for him. Making up uh, for countering that, that negative seventeen from Boogie. Boogie's just a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Remember that was one of my you son of a bitches. And, no, and I'm was... honestly I'm I'm glad I'm glad I did not end up with Boogie. I know. I thought it I thought I was like, man, I felt like a real smart guy when I threw Boogie right? out there. <laughs> it's underwhelming. I was like, check me out. I got Boogie. Bam. Drop the mic. Walk off. Done. Boy-o-yoing. Well, I'm surprised about nobody. I didn't realize people were going to like that so much. I I had a good feeling about that one. I, I, that was one of my other. You son of a bitch. You know, my, my feeling there was, as I've, as I mentioned, it's like Odenkirk meets John Wick. Come on, come on. And that's the way everybody's talking about it. <laughs> um, I mean, it, you know, it. I I still really want to see it. I was super excited by the trailer. Yeah. I love Odenkirk. I've loved Odenkirk since Mr. Show. I've loved Odenkirk since. Was Wayne's World one pre Mr. I think Wayne's World one was pre Mr. Show. Mm-hmm. Or is he in? No, it's two. He's in two. He and Smigor in in Wayne's World two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just knowing he was a writer on SNL. Um, yeah, I just I absolutely I I love Odenkirk and I've loved his transition to being a more dramatic actor. And to get to see him in an action role, I was super stoked to see that. So, um, but yeah, Jesse's sitting in, in second place with positive 15 points, and I am currently in first place with a positive 47. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what else needs to be said there. No, we don't. We, need, we don't need to talk about this. <laughs> no, 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 you're doing, you're doing great. You're, you know, you've been maintaining. I mean, to be score. fair, I do have. Whereas Jesse has three films um, currently with with active scores, and uh, JV Lee and um, Nikki J have two active scores. I do have four active scores. Granted, one of mine is a negative, um, canceling out one of my other scores. Uh, but but I do have I have three positively scored films. Yeah. 
versus everyone else having at least one, if not two, negatively scored field. So. Yeah. So it's been a long and, season. Check it out, leagueofthegreats.com. Um, next episode, we may or may not talk more about it. It just depends on what kind of drops. Um, but we would definitely want to take some time to talk with Nikki J since we had him here this week um, for that. Yeah, waiting so. on minions to rise and grew. Mm. Oh, God. That's right. <laughs> yes. That's a JB pick. He's ready. Uh, that's a me counter pick. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, so we we could see we could see some some score swings on two different scorecards there with that one. Critics are gonna love it. <laughs> <can> um, <laughs> speaking of of films that have have not um, yet registered on the scorecard. There are other films that we probably watched that wouldn't impact the scorecard at all. And so wow. I guess that's that's where the question comes. Uh, what have you seen recently? And and I think pre-show we we agreed we're we're just gonna kind of do the the quick and dirty um three two, three films. Mm-hmm. And uh we're gonna give uh, how would if, if you were ordering an egg dish and this is the dish you received, that's right. How was this egg prepared? Yeah, we, we pitched it to the live chat folks in the pre-show, and you know, always like, "Hey, are mm-hmm. we going to rate these films?" They were throwing out things, and someone said, "You know, how'd you like your eggs?" And we're like, "Okay, it's in. Let's do it." And so it's a quick rating about how you know how would you compare that film to a various egg dish of some sort? So we loved it, um, and we're going with it. So. Well, kind of even if we didn't love it, we're going with it. If you always have your suggestions, email us at greatestmoviespodcast at gmail.com. All right, anybody want to get us started? Anybody have a, a particular egg platter they're well, ready to serve up to the group? Or should I uh, dive in? Who, what are you guys thinking? I got one. All right. Hit us. All right. All right. Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy. <laughs> Uh, did you say God? Legend? Have yeah. I said Legend before? You, you did this last week, yeah. Because we <sighs> talked all about David Bowie and his cod piece, and uh, yeah, and the, the other legend. We but talked then, about but, this legend, and then we talked Cruise, about the legend we, with Tom Cruise, and, and then, then we ended up into a conversation Labyrinth, about Labyrinth, yeah, and, and cod pieces. Well, that's okay. Unless I you liked it, it, unless you liked it so much, you're like I had to watch that thing again. <laughs> I watched it again this week, <laughs> even though I, I think just, you called it an OTW. Yeah, I didn't cross it off my list. <laughs> oh man, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> Sorry to be embarrassed about. Well, thank you. Uh, but to be fair, to be with... fair, we're off our normal schedule. We recorded just a couple days ago when normally we yeah. record a week apart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It. It's this whole being on assignment thing. Like it's so much important work that I just get it gets away. But uh, we're gonna go with instant family, and that's just gonna be like hotel breakfast eggs, nice scrambled, good. Hmm. Nope. Well, see, this is this is where the question comes in. Like, are um, we talking like like uh, three plus star hotel? Bre- or are we talking oh. about like the powdered eggs in in oh. the, ho- the hotel like? That, yeah, yeah. that silver reconstituted thing that egg, yeah, yeah. The, the silver tray of <laughs> eggs from the reconstituted powder egg. Nice. We are talking La Quinta, one of our sponsors, La Quinta mm-hmm. breakfast eggs. They're definitely powdered eggs. <laughs> yeah, but they're good every time. Yeah. Uh, ah. You don't want to eat them, but they're probably the best thing there. 
I mean, those are still, they're still eggs. They're just dehydrated, you know, and then reconstituted. They form, you know, yeah, those, those sheet pan eggs. Drink more water. That's a great lesson. Yeah. That's what that movie made me want to do. Eggs back. Listen, Jimmy, I'll give any Mark Wahlberg film a try. Um, That's right. That's the spirit. <laughs> but if someone wanted to get these set eggs and they weren't near a, a, a La Quinta, like where where did you check this out? Was this streaming somewhere or this? This. Oh, man, I think it was Amazon. It was my roommate was watching it, so I just sort of like okay. settled just into jumped it. in. Yeah, it sucked me in. It was good. I mean, I'm an emotional guy. I love a good little sensitive uh, feel good story. So it was easy to suck me in. Cool. Awesome. Just like a good old La Quinta warm continental breakfast. Well, listen, and this is this is the the 2018 film with Mark mm-hmm. Wahlberg and Rose, Rose Byrne. Byrne. Yeah, he's yeah. always he's always a welcoming guy. That that Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that's that is in fact Amazon streaming on Amazon Prime. Look at that, bingo bango. There you go. Damn. All right, what uh, what other egg dishes we got serving here around around the clock? Nikki, right. yeah, you're our guest. Why don't you jump in and tell us? What films or film you've you've seen recently? Sure. Um, so recently, I watched most of. I still have to finish it though. But I watched most of um, Coming to America, the first one, mm-hmm. with uh, Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. and uh, Arsenio Hall and um, mm-hmm. um, others. I can't. Well, I can't remember. Anyways, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and that was really good. I want to say I give that an eggs Benedict. It's, uh, I had always heard good things about it and I was hoping that would be really good because I like the movie Trading Places a lot and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's the same director and, um, and it was really, really funny. Um, and I still have to finish it, but I think for the most part, it's aged pretty well too. Um, some things, you know, are a little dated, but most of the things honestly are still really funny, so um and then another movie i saw sort of recently was rat race um i had never watched that i'd give that one a spinach omelet you know it was pretty good um definitely uh probably would be one of my favorites um but it was definitely funnier than i expected i was expecting it to be like something i hated but i actually liked parts of it i like mostly i just like all the different actors and just like it felt very early 2000s so in that way it didn't age well but like um but something was endearing sometimes movies are endearing in that way i think if they're kind of of the time and just kind of nostalgia a little bit and other things so mm-hmm. yeah rat race is a movie um one iconic you know, we all know I, I love and celebrate breck and meyer but um, and like Rowan Atkins- Atkinson's in it, and, and this is like at the height of the ending of the Mr. Bean stuff. Mr. But, Bean. but that was definitely a movie I, I, I vividly remember seeing it in the theater. But it was like a Sunday evening, had seen everything else. I was like, well, I guess it's Rat Race. Um, but but I, I enjoyed my time um, <laughs> that I remember from it. Well, cool. Isn't this Rat Race? And, and I do remember seeing this. Is this based on? I think it's like it's, it's a based re- on like a sixties. Yeah, it's a remake. Sixties, like mm-hmm. around the world in eighty days or something like that. It's basically the 
some some super rich guys mm-hmm. like Hi, I'll pay you money if you're the first team to get around the world. Yeah, and, and like speaking, yeah, it is. It's like a remake of a reimagining remake, and, and like speaking of it's the a mad time, mad world. Is that, yeah, that's I think that's or yeah. mad 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 all the mads mad, some, yeah. all the mad. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and like yeah. Speaking of of the time, Cuba Gooding Jr. is in it. Um, Amy Smart <laughs> with the Goldberg. Amy and, Smart. Uh, John Cleese, when he was still popping up in movies, uh, was in mm. there. Um, I I just want to. I uh, love. I love the the mention of both coming to America and trading places. Like John Landis is was like an incredible comedic yeah. director. Uh, but I love both of those films. Those are two of my favorite Eddie Murphy films. I mean, yeah, um, and, and I, I don't want to tip the hat too much, but I believe, and I think. JB can correct this because he's the one who fully read it. He gave us the cliff notes. I think in in, J- in Nikki J's essay, he also mentioned trading places, and that's what got him in the draft. Mm-hmm. It did, yeah, yeah. He he name dropped it a couple times. It was interesting. Definitely paid attention. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, all right. All right, cool, Gabriel. Um, why, don't, why don't you tell about some of your uh, your egg dishes for the week? Sure, sure. <laughs> your egg platter, um, if you will. I took this literally just as the eggs themselves, so there will be no no omelets or Benedicts. Um, I love it. I I did. Um, I just all. So all of these are streaming on Netflix. I will I will go ahead and, and add that at the top. Um, I watched a film from 2017 that I did not know existed until recently. Um, starring Ed Harris and Jason Sudeikis uh, with Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, it's called Kodachrome. Um, the, the, interestingly enough, like the the in, entire film was shot using uh, Kodak motion picture film. Hmm. Um, I, this is one of those interesting like Sudeikis roles where. He's he's definitely funny, but he can also play kind of nasty, similar to to sort of his turn in Colossal. Um, not a perfect film, but but I'm gonna go. Th- these are these eggs are over medium. Mm-hmm. It's still got a little little chew to them, but there's there's a little bit of yolk. There's there's something there. Um, for for folks who who like their eggs different ways it's got a little bit of of all those egg textures um uh the other um netflix original i saw was the laundromat this is meryl streep um and um uh, Gary Oldman and Antonio Banderas. Um, this one, I think this is a fun watch. It's it's not again not a perfect film, but this feels like poached eggs. Mm-hmm. Right, so you got to get some water boiling. You know, you're, it could be a little volatile. It's hard to kind of pull off. Um, so yeah, the the laundromat. Um, directed by Steven Soderbergh. If you if you're familiar with Soderbergh, you know he likes to play around 
Um, occasionally using people talking directly to the camera. Uh, but yeah, that's it's a I think it's a fun watch if you are into uh, late stage capitalism and, and critiques of that. Okay. Um, I do know this is based on a book. I have not read the book, nor am I familiar with it, but um, it was it was a reasonably decent watch. Uh, and then lastly, I'm going to go with a stand-up special. Um, and it's it's Nate Bargatze, the greatest average wow. American. I've been I've been lapping up Nate. All, all the Nate. All the Nate I can get my hands on. Even 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 dabbled in a little bit of Nate Land, the podcast he does. G- give me all the Nate. I I absolutely adore Nate. He's so um, I like eggs cooked any number of ways, but on any given day, if you put a, a decent plate of fluffy, perfectly scrambled eggs in front of me, I'm going to be content. I don't care what else you did. It, sausage, no sausage. Biscuits, no biscuits. Grits. Just give me those perfectly cooked, fluffy, scrambled eggs. That's what that special is. That is a plate of perfectly fluffy, scrambled yep. eggs. I'd say both specials. Get it. You know, the Tennessee Kid is fantastic too. Give, Absolutely, give, yeah. Give, give me another one. Give me another, another serving. Because give me another uh, round of those those fluffy scrambled <laughs> eggs. Oh. If that's how fluffy they are. Keep them coming. I'm getting hungry for that and the stand special. <laughs> I'm but, gonna eat eggs. Yeah, I, I, I I think he's his last two specials for Netflix are two of my favorites. Uh, the the one thing I come back to that I didn't realize, um. Is like he he's similar to Gaffigan. He does not he he works clean. He's a clean comic. Um, he does not go blue. Doesn't swear in his routine. No, I, I actually watched a little YouTube clip of, or maybe the whole podcast, I guess, of um, David Spade's uh, little video podcast. It's called like Calls Where from he, Dave, or Pick Up at Spade. And, yeah, and he talks. He, he, yeah, I watched the same thing on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I but they hilarious. talk about that. They talk about how Nate says, "I keep my act clean for a reason," and uh, yeah, it's so cool. it's incredible. And he, you know, he talks about family. He talks about being a parent. He talks about not being the smartest man. <laughs> no, cool. And it's 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 absolutely enjoyable. So so Jesse, what what uh, what eggs have you? You know, cracked this. Uh... I, yeah, I had, I had three, three sort of servings recently. Surprisingly, even though it's been a really busy week. Um, but I'm gonna hit these quick, and I can only really only talk about two of them. I'm gonna start with picking up from last episode. I did watch, just spur of inspiration, um, a film I talked a little bit about in our last episode. We'll talk more in the future. But I watched Beach Bum on Hulu. It's streaming on Hulu. It stars Matthew McConaughey, Isla Fisher, uh, Snoop Dogg, Zac Efron, Jimmy Buffett. Um, that's right lingerie a film again talk more about it harmony kareen who is our director spotlight we're going to be talking kids and gummo uh, in our next episode so i'm not going to talk about these eggs yet i'm going to save it all i'm going to say here is this was a a a particular type of egg i didn't think i enjoyed or liked very much at least that was my my first taste but now that i've been sitting with it I'm, I'm, and I, and I tried it again. You know, you try some of the second time, you like it a bit more. 
So mm. we're just going to leave it there. I'm not going to give it a rating fully because I, w- I will go more in depth eventually when we talk Spring Breakers because the two films are definitely connected, um, even though we're focusing on Spring Breakers. So I did mm. watch Beach Bum, get people starting ready for our, our um, Gummo Kids and Spring Breakers talks in the near few episodes. Um, one egg dish. I re- Also, speaking of something I didn't have a, the fondest memory of, but upon tasting it again, Really liked it. And this was kind of like a cheesy, greasy omelet with some hot sauce poured across the top. Something I'm like, you know, I don't really think I want that. Last time I ate it, didn't didn't sit so well. But that was a particular film called Death Proof, starring um, Kurt Russell. We Russell? talked about Kurt Russell in the pre-show. Um, and, and a lot of other folks. But it's mainly known as a Quentin Tarantino film. Part of his Grindhouse film with Robert Rodriguez. And Gabriel, you and I even saw this double feature together um, when it when it dropped, and it was a really fun. True. It was a really fun event ages ago. It was Planet Terror. It was just kind of like a wild, silly ride. The give the tra- me more of that. Yeah, the trailers in the middle continued to be silly and goofy. The like the werewolves of the SS and uh, thanks <laughs> Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving, whatever it was called. Um, and then Death Proof hit. And it was like literally slamming on the brakes. And though in the same style, just tonally. And I'd never seen Death Proof since then. Like in the double feature, it didn't work for me. Watched it. It's on Amazon Prime currently. So that's what made me watch it. Been watching a lot of Kurt Russell's movies with the kid. And I really, really liked it much more this time. Um, so I'll take that cheesy, greasy omelet with some hot sauce all over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I'm inclined to agree with you. I think we talked about that after the fact, right? And we mm-hmm. both much preferred Planet Terror, and the mm-hmm. the faux trailers. Machete was one of the trailers, oh, that's right. right? That's right. Um, there was was it was it just called the clown? Was that the the guy puts on the clown and the clown costume starts to mm. fuse to? Was that Eli Roth's trailer? No, or was Roth, Eli Roth the thanks, thanks killing or Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving or? That was Roth was the the Thanksgiving. That, this one was was it like Edgar Wright or someone like that did? Did Edgar Wright do the one with the the clown? I think so. Memories. Okay, face, oh. that was the one I wanted to see. I was like, mm-hmm. I want that movie. And then Rob Zombie <laughs> did the Werewolves of the SS or whatever. It yeah, was. but but I just remembered the tonal shift, mm-hmm. and whereas the Rodriguez film had just the campy dialogue and had like the cigarette burns, mm-hmm. you know, with the, the real, and like, it was kind of grainy. Like they, they over processed the, the film after the fact, right. To make it look like it was older, grainier film. And then just the, the amount of dialogue mm. and how wordy the dialogue was in death proof. It just felt like this, Huge, yeah. Totally, it, it was a rough watch as a double feature, but it's but on it Prime yeah, on as, its own. As an individual film, I think it's it's really good. As people claim, it's one of the or the worst Tarantino films, um, but it's it was really enjoyable. So it's on Prime. I would check it out if if, if you'd never seen it or like me, kind of just had always just ignored it since seeing it initially. And the last egg dish, real quick, um, another kind of actor i've been working through with my my teenage son um we've talked about it we've mentioned nick cage we watched willie's wonderland that has recently dropped 
this is a VOD. It's about a $5 rental now. We've been watching for the rental price to become reasonable. It's it's a take on this sort of Five Nights at Freddy, Showbiz Pizza, Chuck E. Cheese, the the animatronics come alive. It's Nick Nick Cage doesn't say one word of dialogue through the whole film. It's it has its <laughs> moments, both good and bad. I, I it's, it's not going to get a recommendation, but you know the things if this is your deal or not to drop five dollars on. And I'll just give this a a egg dish of eggs erroneous is where yes. I'll go. <laughs> um, well, Ernest goes to camp. Eggs erroneous is will be our. Our rating for Willie's Wonderland. Oh, that one popped up the other day, and I thought about it, and I couldn't convince. Um, I couldn't couldn't convince my partner to want to watch that. No, this, I'll say I've this. been tempted. This is either a solo watch or a person that requires no convincing. There has to just be like, let's do this. Um, so I I I almost watched the Netflix new the new Nick Cage film on Netflix Jujitsu. Okay. I'm sure I'll eventually get there. Because that was free. And I was like, oh, God, yeah. am I in for this? Am I ready for jujitsu? Like, but I was I, not ready for jujitsu. I did, I did not watch it. Yeah. So, Six years. I would say maybe wait. I'm sure Willie's at some point might show up on Shutter or, or, or something somewhere. Um, it's definitely not the Nick Cage of Mandy, uh, Mandy and uh, what, um, what's the other one? Color of Color Space. Of space. It's not that it's, yeah, it is what it is. So, eggs erroneous. All right, let's move on. It's been a while. Let's jump into the Jurassic Park. The gates are opening. The Jeeps are revved up, ready to go. The mosquitoes have been tapped to get their DNA out there. Brought up, you, you brought up Shudder, and it made me, I'm like, do we know if Psycho Goreman is available on Shudder yet? I, th- I think it hits in the summer of what I okay. read. I think Psycho Go Man Summer. One I do recommend if one doesn't wait. Mm, I definitely rent the site. Psycho Gorman's worth the, the five the rental if one doesn't want to wait for Shutter. I feel like this is one the moment I watch it, I'm gonna wanna rewatch it. Yeah. All right. All right, so I think Jurassic Park needs no introduction um about the plot. It's a what what about the kids that are listening who've never seen Jurassic Park no, before? No, because they've seen Jurassic World. <laughs> Those are totally different films. <laughs> are they? Are they totally different films? Or are I, we going to no. concede that they are essentially the same film? I, I've yet to see Jurassic World, so I, either one of them. So I cannot, I cannot say. I mean, Nikki J brought this to us. I feel like even if we don't get us give a summary. We we just get Nikki J's thoughts yeah, as to why, why he yeah so he brought he brought it to yeah. us you're you're I guess the thing as our custom is we let somebody bring a film we talk about it. we're still going to vote on it whether it's great or not um, mm. kind of leading this discussion with us um, yeah yeah why Jurassic Park was like instantly the one it seemed yeah this um, I'll be honest I'm personally biased because this is just one of my favorite movies and um i think for me it just it took something well first off that you know looking back i didn't realize this as a kid but just like considering this was made in 1993 i feel like it's aged really well for a movie 
made in 1993. So I'll, I'll just put that out there. I don't know if you all feel the same, but I think just the how visceral it is and how they took something that is just so, you know, um, prehistoric, really. Something that's just never... It's always been stop-motion dinosaurs in the past, like in the original King Kong and things like that. And they're able to so successfully blend, in my opinion, like early CGI and and then work around it really well and with animatronics and like um, fantastic puppeteering and things like that. Plus the the setting of the Ila Nublar and, and everywhere they, they filmed for that movie. Um, I think one criticism people brought up, like when it came out, and Roger uh, Ebert and Siskel brought this up, is that the characters were really flat. But in my opinion, I never felt that way about the characters. I felt like they could have been developed, I guess, a little bit more. But I've, I liked all the characters. And every time I rewatch this movie, I usually rewatch it every couple of years. Um, I just think for me, it hits all the marks. It has a great soundtrack, it has great cinematography. Um, I like um, all the different characters. Yes, there's somewhat one-dimensional, but I think every actor did their part really well. Um, whether that's uh, Jeff Goldblum as Dr. Malcolm um, or Dr. Alan Grant, my favorite, Sam Neill. I always liked uh, how he portrayed that character. And I also like the fact that they didn't try to force certain things. There's somewhat of a romance, but mostly it just is focused on things going wrong and then characters trying to escape and just, it just goes through a lot of themes I enjoy too in other novels. Um, like what happens when you try to play God or tamper with the natural world. Um, you know, humans being um, greedy and trying to be um, not res respecting things and then things going wrong. Chaos theory, as they mentioned a couple times, but they mentioned more thoroughly in the book. But um, yeah, so I think just overall for me, the movie hits on all the right notes. And every time I show it to someone who hasn't seen it, they've all liked it. So I think that's a good indication of how the movie's aged. Cool. Who wants we we typically kind of just go around who kind of wants to put other initial thoughts or history with the movie jb what are your thoughts jurassic park you know it did really well uh it was innovative and i think what it did for the dinosaur movie industry is it sort of just cornered it there really hasn't been another good dinosaur movie franchise. There was the movie Dinosaur, mm -hmm. which I remember fondly because it was my childhood and there was McDonald's toys and everything, but it just easily forgotten. I don't even know if you could find a Wikipedia page. Land Before Time. Land Before Time, yeah. Right? I mean, uh, I mean... But, but to JB point, after that, like after Jurassic Park, there's no need for Land Before Time anymore. Get your cartoon dinosaurs out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dragon no, Before, like I said, we never, to me, one of the interesting things, and that's what I like about our various panels, is one of the more fascinating things for me about movies is kind of when these movies come in one's life, right? Because I mm. guess Gabriel and I, prob I can probably assume 
like me, he saw it in the theater or close to the theater, a theatrical release. Um, yeah, yeah, I was in I was in high school. Um, yeah. I was roughly around the age of fifteen. Yeah, um, I remember I yeah I saw it when it came out, and then I remember getting the VHS. It was like one of those things. It was one of those like VHS releases. Like, oh yeah, no, like, and, like I mean big, this was prominent releases. Like oh, buy a copy. You you would go to places like the store, like Walmart or wherever, and it was just like buy Jurassic Park and VHS because it's it wasn't like now where everything's released on DVD or Blu-ray. It was like it was it was a thing to get the Jurassic Park VHS. Well, and it, it, there was always like this huge delay, like to produce mm-hmm. VHS tapes. It took forever, mm-hmm. right? Um, no, I I remember just being blown away. Uh, I mean, why? Like, I mean, you're talking to somebody who was obsessed with dinosaurs as a child. Like, I, I was obsessed with two things as a child. I was obsessed with dinosaurs and space. And then by the time I was like 12, Ooh. it was like, okay, I need dinosaurs, space, and like deep ocean trench creatures. So, were, were you right? obsessed? That was... Were you obsessed with the dinosaurs TV show? That live action? No, I fucking hated that show. <laughs> I, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> like, can someone please baby. just decapitate that baby dinosaur? Because that baby. dinosaur is a problem. I mean, I'll um, admit, I, d- I dug that show as a kid. Oh boy, that, that was a hard pass. I was just like, that I was, can't. That was like what Sunday night primetime television. That was ABC? yeah, it was Sunday night TV. Mm. Oh, I did. Like, if I had been my age then, like the age I am now, then I would have like been taking tums. I mean, before just, just I'm, I've got a bad case hardburn from watching this. You know, before everybody jumped around their TV to watch Gang of Thrones on Sunday night, they were they were hungry. Right, let me get that dinos- ABC Family. <laughs> That's right, ABC Family <laughs> Night dinosaurs. Anyway, not to interrupt. <laughs> um, no, I just. It, so I will say that's the one piece of this that does, I think, hold up. And and I mean, granted, now now we know like scientifically, right? Like the way that most of these these dinosaurs yeah. were created for the film, they're, they're just like totally wrong. Uh, <laughs> those dinosaurs had, had feathers. <laughs> um, but based on what we knew in 1993, right? Like these dinosaurs are majestic. Like they they're all inspiring. Like they're they're menacing. Like the 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 carnivores are menacing. I think the dinosaurs are fantastic, and they're still fantastic, right? Even knowing that a lot of these these motherfuckers should have feathers now, like <laughs> but it's still it's like wow, like you made this with the shitty CGI we had in 1993, and you made it work. Mm-hmm. You made this fit together se- seamlessly, like that is a feat in and of itself. What resonates with me now, and and it's hard for me to overlook, is just how flat the characters are. And I don't mean the performances; I just mean the way they're written. Mm-hmm. Right? They're all the characters are so seemingly one dimensional. They they almost make it a point of pointing out that like Doctor Grant doesn't really like kids, but then forcing mm-hmm. kids on him. Um, you know, the, it, I love Jeff Goldblum. I love Jeff Goldblum in anything. Jeff Goldblum just basically plays Jeff Goldblum, um, <laughs> which I think is is that's a character in and of itself. Uh, so often they're just these 
these weird choices like why is this man wearing a black leather jacket to costa rica and why is his chest glistening always <laughs> um but really it, i i feel like there were some missed opportunities to create stronger roles for let's say like laura dern as as dr sattler um sam jackson's character i think you there are some weird choices there um, but ultimately, the thing that got me was a lot of continuity issues um, where you, you're watching the film and, and just the editing almost betrays the setup of a set piece. Um, and, and I can get into that in greater detail. But but for example, around the, the T-Rex paddock, what we're initially presented with is almost everything's like on ground level with the Jeeps when the the goat is lowered in mm -hmm. but then when we get to the point where the power's out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and this is not the only instance of that but this is just the one is most glaring to me now all of a sudden the t-rex can come right out of the cage but then when he pushes the jeep over it's like there's a hundred foot drop off like how the <laughs> hell did he get out of there yeah and and it, that can be a nitpicky thing but that no, makes it hard to sort of stay in the film and suspend your disbelief no yeah to interject on that point because i had this written down one of my points I wrote is I, I often have, as the film progresses in the action section of it, it is hard to understand sometimes the scope of this Island, the setting, like where, where they're at. Um, I even wrote in my notes, there's the honey, I shrunk the kids moment um, where it feels like it's the scene from honey. I shrunk the kids where they have to cross the whole yard and mm. go through all the tall grass because in one moment they're in these trees and, and areas and plant life that's so much larger from them and they're like little dwarf folks as, as Sam Neill and the kids are trekking through the wherever they're at and then other times it's just you know it, it's it's just always the continuity of that piece always in the past and even now like I'm like where are they what's going on like what is the landscape of this area they're at because I get it it's somewhat man-made park with some prehistoric plants but you're right it that was definitely a note of oh and i i still remember as a kid like oh this is the honey i shrunk the kids part <laughs> of the film it, it's just it's a little jarring right and in in a film like this the last thing you need is to kind of be pulled out of those those moments where you're really being asked to suspend disbelief and you're like i'm in this like i'm i am wholly immersed in this crazy ass t-rex attack that's happening what, what what the fuck like why is why are they now falling 100 feet like off the edge when that t-rex literally just walked straight out into that area that where the cars were mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah jesse i, I think I <laughs> yeah oh yeah so yeah jurassic park as i said I, I've, seen it, I've seen it many many times um and definitely it, it's sort of a film at this point where I'm like, I've seen it. There's never like an excitement to see it again. Uh, only, But I think it's only the duration of time. And that's why I, I kind of pitched and, you know, I'll probably come back to that question when, when I'm done here for, for JB and Nikki J about that's why it's curious. Like when is a film in your life? And then when does it kind of stay with you? And as a film that entered my life in the nineties, I'm like, I've had, I've had my, and, and watching that Jurassic park franchise grow. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of good with it. Um, but that being said, I really enjoy it. It's, it was, I was really happy to kind of rewatch it. It, once it got in there, it kind of pulled me back in a couple of my takeaways. I, 
it's it's funny the memories you have you have the memories of the t-rex moments you have the memories of the velociraptors and and their stuff which is what i love and um and as somebody who read the book later in life and really liked the book a lot and then even the lost world book i like that um you know it, it kind of changed my feelings on jurassic park a little bit the, the only kind of notes i put this time around was I really noticed watching it. I remember being in a film class in college and actually the Jurassic Park scene of T-Rex's foot like in the mud is the cover of the book. And watching this, yeah, this, the arguments about the character development is, is not what it should be. But as just a, a, the way a script, it almost felt too scrippy in the way of like, here's how you write a script. Here's script writing 101. Um, like you could write a script... And it should be a blockbuster hit based on the way this thing is set up because every little thing, which is good and bad, is setting up your disbelief, is setting up, explaining this movie. It felt, yeah, like I said, it almost felt like textbook script writing if you wanted to write a big Hollywood-type film. like, And I bet if you timed it, you would see character introductions at the 15-minute mark or the 15-page mark or the 20... Like, the things you're supposed to do in a script. Um, and I bet... If you looked at it page per page, minute for minute, it would be there. What suffers because of that is is developing characters and spending time on character development. But to me, honestly, like kind of some of you guys have said, they're such well acted and 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 just they're memorable as they are that you forgive any sort of. Hey, it's a, a dinosaur movie, so um, Jeff Goldblum will say Jeff Goldblumy things. Um, he'll be he'll be funny for the most part. And he'll talk about chaos theory a lot. He'll 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 do his thing. Um, all of it, even the kid, the kids, fine. So so I kind of like that. I'm okay with it. But what surprised me too, my big other takeaway, was especially the first part. I was like, man, this is a lot campier than I remember. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's great. It's it's really great. The the dinosaurs, the CGI, but especially the opening scene where it's like. Catch it, you know, whatever this mysterious monster is. Uh, we know it's a dinosaur because it's a dinosaur movie. But the opening scene um, with, all, you know, the, the, yeah, the people getting hurt and killed and then being on the, the dig, cutting to the dig, um, the dig site. And You'll kinda, never convince Grant to come out here. Yeah, and talking about all that stuff. I was like, wow, this is like a really like campy late 80s, early 90s type movie that I'd forgotten about. And then as it gets rolling, um, you really get into it and you lose that. But that was, I was kind of impressed that kind of such, you know, this sort I mean, of like They definitely out. leverage the tropes of the time. Mm -hmm. And like, it, I mean, it's yeah, to your point, right? It, it feels like a very scripty script. Yeah. it's And that's the thing. I was like, wow, this, you, I bet this script writing, if you're, the script is taught. It has to be looked at in college classes. I mean, to be fair, right? The screenplay was in this. I don't know if this was Crichton's first screenplay because mm -hmm. he may well have written. Because uh, I know he he had other novels turned into films prior to this. But I know that he was one of the co-writers of the screenplay. But it was also like the other screenplay writer was David Cap, um, who, I mean, is is the dude. That's what he does. Like he, he he is a Hollywood writer. Um, he's he's co-written or written screenplays for huge films, um, including things like Mission Impossible, Spider Man. Uh, going back to our 
uh, in earlier podcasts like Panic Room. Um, so he, he's not unfamiliar with either contributing to punching up or writing screenplays. Um, but yeah, it just it there are just kind of those those things that I think when I watched this, you know, in '93, it blew me away. When I watched it, you know, in '94 again, it was still like this this phenomenal thing. When I watched it again in the late '90s and early 2000s, it it felt a certain way. And now, sitting here, you know, in in 2021, there are again visually right and and even the just the the CGI of the dinosaurs themselves, unbelievable, mm-hmm. right? Like just seamlessly integrated for the most part. It, you never feel like any of this is is bad it's not like watching you know the <laughs> the the star wars prequels it, it's not like watching the clone like the clone wars um it, it never feels out of place or pull the cgi itself doesn't pull you out it's more of these like weird continuity issues and, and storyline choices that just feel jarring and, and kind of take away from what I think is this really cool, immersive dinosaur experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll be honest, but my only other kind of little, I've hit a lot of my points. My little part on it is I'm not saying it's good or bad, but I, I definitely check out, more of the second half of the movie um, every time. You know, I, I can't help it. I re- I'm, I'm into it, the first half. Second half, it, I don't know. It seems a little, I don't know. It's, for whatever reason, even this time, I found myself kind of checking out mm. a bit and, and waiting for it to to, to wrap up. Um, but again, to, to, to admission, I tend to check out more of the action-y fighting stuff Carol moments in a lot of films, so not not saying it's bad, but um, no. I mean, overall, this time around, my I, I definitely enjoyed the the viewing experience. I kind of chuckle because you know, there's just things today that I just realized are just like embedded in things, like Samuel L. Jackson's like, "Hold on to your butts." I'm like, "Oh yeah," uh, he <laughs> says that repeatedly throughout this movie. <laughs> Um, well, oh, and it, Sam Jackson like always has a cigarette in his mouth. Okay, uh, his chain smoking <laughs> is fantastic acting. I don't know how he managed to pull that off, but like he delivers almost every line of dialogue he has while clinching a cigarette yeah, with a cigarette it, that may that may nearly be burning to his lips, or it could be a mile long. Who knows? And like I said, I I don't know if he's what he has said more like what's in your wallet or uh, hold on to your butts because <laughs> it seems like every time I looked up <laughs> and he pressed like enter on a keyboard, he he had to say that line. But I want to come back to to JB and Nikki J and and kind of regardless of like what Jesse and I have said because I mean this is a very different perspective versus your. What are some of the things that kind of stand out to you? Like what? What are I mean? Obviously, if if you're you know presenting this as like a great Nikki J, right? There there are clearly some other components beyond kind of what you initially stated. What do you want to dig into and kind of focus on and say like, hey, this, like these are really 
great film. Like, this is what makes this a great film. Well, there's, I think it just, for me, I kind of feel uh, uh, kind of the opposite uh, than Jesse. I feel like the first half uh, just always is a little kind of, a little dry. Just It's, it's definitely exposition and definitely mm-hmm. building things. But I feel like, uh, let's see, I think the point with the T-Rex paddock and the, the escape from then on, I I'm just always hooked for some reason on those parts. And I think I think uh um I just love the intensity and just how the peril at least for me feels really real and um there's definitely some like that part where she hacks the computer that's pretty ridiculous looking back. Um uh, but I I kind of uh, But it's a I Unix kinda, system. I know right, this. Yeah. <laughs> like a 14-year-old uh girl yeah um they do but, establish that she's a hacker repeatedly she's a hacker she's a hacker i'm not a nerd i'm a hacker There's... so samuel think, jackson yeah. who's clearly the second in command and on running the computer systems <laughs> of the entire like fucking park he's like man and nedry really fucked us up we got to reset the whole system <laughs> this kid's like i know unix systems i got <laughs> Yeah, and that's definitely where, like, my personal bias, like, if I wasn't watching this for the first time, I would definitely, like, be, like, more, like, I would definitely laugh or, like, that would take me out of the movie more. Um, um, but I think just the fact that they're able to make the dinosaurs kind of the star of the show and just so real and so um, just just seems like you're there almost in some scenes. There's definitely points where you're kind of taken out and you realize, oh, it's a movie, it's a Spielberg movie. But there's points where I always felt like very um, like um, scared or like intense, especially the point in the kitchen where the raptors are chasing the kids. That always freaked me out. Mm-hmm. And that's still like, I still love watching that scene. I just yeah, That's much better than yeah. any, t- any T-Rex scene, no question. Yeah, no I think a lot of the uh, just the monster, like the the way they're able to make the dinosaurs like monsters, monsters, I guess, but a different kind of feeling than other monster movies, I guess, is for me why I just enjoy it so much. It just um, so I guess in that way, I think. Yeah that's what really holds up for me. It's just the fact that they're able to create this world and, and, you know, keep, you know, people engaged so much for the most part. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, uh, like you'll get no mm-hmm. argument for me that the, the world building itself, right. Is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the creature creations, right. Are, mm-hmm. I, I mean, hell there, there's still films being made now with far more mm-hmm. advanced practical and, effects and technology mm-hmm. that like they still can't get things to feel as intense and real as as what was done here if we do right like it, yeah so i you'll i i'm not i would not argue with you on that at all um but yeah jb any any additional thoughts here on jp 
Clever. Clever girl. Uh, yeah, except, 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 except any folks. Yeah, I'm having. I knew we had to get one clever girl reference somewhere. Yeah. You really get you a clever girl. Oh, Nikki James. Bob Peck is the real star of this film, by the way. Right, Muldoon? Oh, yeah. He was. Bob Peck. I will say that was something. So I actually really like the book. I actually like the movie ending better, but I like some of the stuff they did in the book actually slightly better than the movie. Um, especially when it came to characters, I thought mm-hmm. his character was much better in the books. I feel like yeah. they kind. Of, I mean, I, I liked him in the movie, but but and, then and, other characters. I actually like. Yeah. No good. I was yeah. I was just gonna say that um, in the book, um, the uh, the main person for the park, the the CEO, um, what's his name? Are you talking um, about the lawyer, Gennaro? No, no. Um, oh, or the Richard, Richard Attenborough's character. character. Hammond? Oh, yeah. Hammond, yeah. Yeah, Hammond is, like, in the book, is, like, honestly really evil and greedy and is super mean. It does, is kind of a, a dick towards his grandchildren. <laughs> and in the, the movie, they made him all, like, sweet and all that. But I kind of like the evil Hammond better, personally, or the mean one. I think but, it's hard I, to I, take I, Sir I, Richard I Attenborough Richard. and turn him into an asshole. No, I mean, Mm-hmm. And and th- yeah, my biggest so, com- I mean, so good, but... my biggest complaint with that character is that for some reason he's being directed to kind of start out with a, a slightly different accent in the beginning of the film, like when he's like pitching, "Hey, why, oh, yeah. why don't you, why don't Alan, why don't you, Doctor Grant, Doctor Sattler, why don't you come check out this this fucking island I built with dinosaurs?" And then his his accent changes throughout the course of the film. And at times he kind of slides in and slides out of this. And I'm like, he's British. Like, can we just let him talk like himself? You don't need to coach him into an accent. Yeah. I mean, look, the Attenboroughs make the best nature Mm. documentaries. So good. Why are we fucking with their voices? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't need to fuck with this voice. Mm -hmm. I just... (laughs) I want a series of Jurassic Park themed uh, blue planets or planet Earth. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be cool. I'd watch it. Here we have the T Rex in its native <laughs> environment. Yeah. So JB, JB, uh, closing thoughts on, on on Jurassic Park, and then we'll uh, we'll vote on this this thing. Keep the park open, or we're closing it down. Oh. <laughs> um. I didn't really watch it until Jurassic World came out, but it was a very prolific theme in my life. Like, I played the video game. I knew the logo, Jurassic Park. It was all over. And the Jeep was iconic. I, you know, obsessed with Hot Wheels. I loved the Jurassic Park Jeep. So this movie became a huge cultural touchstone. And, you know, kudos for that. Also being one of the best video games on the Super Nintendo. (laughs) I think I played the Sega Genesis one. Mm-hmm. Boy, those are my parting thoughts. So, all right, cool. Now I don't have much more to say. I mean, I, I you know, we didn't talk about it much, but I mean that that score, the theme song, um, it's like imprinted in in my brain. But I'll be honest, when I started watching a little bit of Lost World. Uh, after, and, and that theme kicked in a little bit, or like a variant of it. I was like, "Nope, nope, nope, we're good, we're good." <laughs> but but it's still, still a really good score. 
Yeah. So, so I mean, if I have to jump in with final thoughts, the, the thing I would say here, yeah, look, dinosaurs, mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. The score is perfect. Like it, it, for for this film, the way it fits in this film, I you you can't watch this film and not remember the score, mm-hmm. right? It's it's exceptional. Um, and in possibly one of the most iconic scores of any 90s film. Um, that said, it's there's just these weird, again, these weird choices and these weird continuity issues, right? Uh, why didn't Sattler get electrocuted by the whole high-voltage fence outside of the shed after she reset the breakers? And she's literally holding onto the fence, and there's a sign right next to her that literally says high-voltage danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timmy should have died i'm sorry yeah. if timmy had died uh, uh, yeah. and that fucking t-rex paddock fence came on i'm like cool all right i'm i'm in now i'm buying this like why was there a hundred foot drop off i still don't know we already touched on the unix this 14 year old hacker like when and, and why do you send sam jackson to reset the breaker when he's literally the only dude who knows how to operate the fucking computer system that runs the whole park Mm-hmm. Send somebody else to the shed to reset the breaker. Why'd he have to get eaten by the fucking T-Rex? Like the, the raptors. Mm-hmm. And what how did the how did the Velociraptor get into the shed if he closed the door behind him? Because the door was closed when Sattler shows up. It wasn't wide open. Just little things, right? Leave the door ajar. Right? Leave it ajar. So then we the oh, listen, oh, that's how that raptor listen, got in there. Nature, nature finds a way. Nature finds a way, Nature except when way. you know the, the screen. The screenplay creates ways for things to happen. Listen, that that's what I mean about logic. Can- they set things up everywhere. Little things here, little things there. Where you can say, "Hey, oh, they said it," um, and they talk about how smart raptors are, and they can figure out how door handles work. And sure, you know, but we like see it fumble with the door handle in the kitchen. <laughs> It, it, it and the the door was cl- the the raptor did not close that door to the shed behind it <laughs> yeah. and that was not a door that could close on its own because we see her forcefully close it behind mm-hmm. her as it's, so little things like that just and maybe I'm an asshole but the, those are the <laughs> things that pulled me out of the film mm-hmm. and look I, I I'm not going to complain about gold gold like Goldblum's glistening chest hairs. Right. Once his legs injured, it's like, ah, I'm just here. Mm-hmm. It's all of the shine on these chests. But why was the control room not more dino proof? Why was it why was that Velociraptor able to? The minute they like locked it down, like we got everything back online, boom, through the glass. You make dinosaur proof glass. Come on. Mm-hmm. You got fences, you got like did you not think that if dinosaurs got out of their Fucking enclosures that they would come into the guest center. These are is the that same a thing people, you didn't think would happen? These are the same people who didn't think to put, as they note, mo- noted in the movie, not to put automatic locks on the cars when they're driving them through the dinosaur tundra. When they're like, oh, we should have kept the doors locked. <laughs> it's like, yeah, of course you should have. That's a basic safety precaution. <laughs> I, I, these are nitpicky things. I understand that these are nitpicky things. Listen, yeah, I mean, but, but that's part of the movie. Look, you guys are running a terrible Jurassic Park. This you're is you're not... running a terrible theme park. <laughs> yeah. like, you have created a this death trap fail. for all of the people. You literally, you're like, hey, we want these three people who are scientists to come visit this park. 
and sign off on it. Cool. I mean, and then, and then we he, made a death trap and put them in the middle it, of it. It does a lot with of my that, grandchildren. Like, yeah, it hints at like, oh, we're just hey, we're just trying to get some people to sign off on this thing, get you here, get you out. Even in the second one, at the beginning, they mentioned like, hey, we're lear- we learned from all our mistakes last time. We made a lot of mistakes, but then and then we as, made the same ones as Goldblum Again. says. Yeah, but you're making uh, a whole slew of new ones. <laughs> but anyway, it, it, I mean, ultimately, like if, if you just want to watch this, it's like common, like a cautionary tale around fucking with nature and capitalism. Yeah. Fine, I think that works. Um, I feel like it's it's just like we bought a zoo. Exactly. <laughs> Does Scarlett Johansson get eaten or Bought killed or maimed by one of the animals in We Bought a Zoo? Because I've been wanting to see it. So if I don't that know. didn't happen. I'm not watching that movie. No, I'm in to find like, out. Because that—that's what would happen if you don't. If you aren't a zoologist and you decide you're going to buy a zoo, and I mean, it's, it's like animals. I like dinosaurs. All right. I think it's. T- I think we're. I think we're at Anyways. that point. I think it's time to vote. Uh, Nick J, you've never done it with us before. What we do is we just write down on a piece of paper. Integrity is the name of our game here at uh, Greatest Movies of All Time podcast, and then we just share it on our on our camera feeds. Um, everybody in the live chat sees it in the live stream. We see it, and we say great or not great. If it gets a majority of the votes, it's a great. If we get a tie, our game will settle that. So, mm. not often we get a tie. It's nice. It's rare. Spicy. And in the event it gets a not great majority. Uh, the winner of the game can overturn that decision and put it in purgatory for a revote. All right, I'm ready. It's like I'm ready. All right, so we, just, we just hold it up and we kind of announce our thing for the listeners at home who haven't decided to join us. So, um, who wants to go? I got, I got. I'll I'll jump in since I'm yapping. I got Dino Classic. Great. <laughs> I had Dino Classic, not great, Uh-oh. but I did draw a dinosaur inside the O. <laughs> no. hey, just, just, just like the, the logo. Dang it. All right, so not great. So who, what, everybody else? Nicky J is great. Oh, I wrote backwards, my bad. No, no, we got it. Two more greats, so that's three greats to one not great. Yep. Man. I'll get shit for this. It's fine. Yeah. No, listen, I, I might. I had similar some gripes. Obviously, I was more in the gripe camp as you were, Gabriel, with things or critical thoughts on it. But at the end of the day, I was like, I still like this movie for what it is. I still own this movie, yeah, and I've seen it. You know, greatest movies of all time. Is, it's tough, and there's various criteria. And for me, it was like, hey, um, mm. for different reasons that maybe Nikki J and JB mentioned, but it was more just. This is, I think, just one of those films I want people to see. So if you haven't seen it, you got kind of like Nicky J. You said you said a thing real quick, and, and I'm done. He said, uh, "People who haven't seen it. I show this film to them, and, and they like it." So I was like, "Yeah, he's right." Um, usually they like, yeah. It's usually. a film you show people. I will. I do want. Yeah. yeah. So that's my last word. Go ahead, Nicky J. I do. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, I was just gonna say, I do wonder how like with all these Jurassic World movies in the future, if people will still, like, hold it up. I mean, for example, like, everyone still likes Jaws pretty well, but, like, if you go back and watch it, you know, some things have aged, and definitely... So it'll be interesting to see if people still... Um, I'm, you know, I still love the movie, but I could see, like, 
you know, there's definitely a lot of fair criticisms of the movie mm-hmm. and a lot of like weird, like it, once you really are able to analyze it, it's, it doesn't make sense. So <laughs> I mean, like Jaws holds up for me. Like, I, I mean, I, I just, you, you got a big ass shark. Um, do you like you establish an environment you're, you're not bringing things back from the dead and, and there is character development in Jaws. That's true. Um, that is true. And so I, I, I think that one, while, I mean, the problem there is, is literally like the time in which it was created, the setting, which was created, there's a lack of diversity in the film, but it's also, it was, it was released in 1975. Mm-hmm. It's set in new England. You really weren't going to get a ton of diversity. Um, could you have included some, stronger female characters sure but that, that i mean that's not what people were doing in 1975 and nobody gave a shit so wipe all that away um but yeah i mean i just i think here you you have you have what what if you had asked you know 15 year old me is this a great film i would have told you fuck yeah it's a great film if you ask 42 year old me i think this is still probably the best dinosaur film um, I just, it's something about this most recent watch bumped it down a peg for me because there were things that I noticed that I had either overlooked or just they didn't pull me out of the film the way they did this time previously. Yeah. yeah. yeah Interesting. So. It's definitely the watch brought me back to the great side. So that's it's, it's curious the, how, how movies um, fall in and out of favor over time. I'd still absolutely tell anybody who's never seen it to watch it. Because yeah. definitely this viewing made me reappreciate it where I'd kind of written off the franchise or the film because of the franchise. How about that? Um, I mean, I will say Jurassic World and games. the follow-up Jurassic World, there's, there's these extreme jarring tonal shifts in both of those films that just... I do not think they hold a candle to this film at all. Yeah. Um, and I was super excited because I love Colin Trevorrow. Um, I know that, that he did the initial Jurassic world. I forget who directed the follow-up. Um, but yeah, particularly the last act of Jurassic world is just a, I, I found it unwatchable. Mm. All right. So with that, uh, last Jurassic World, unwatchable Jurassic Park, one of the greats. Um, Let's move on to wrap up. Speaking of some of these other Jurassic Park films, we have to end on a game. And uh, this game is Kill Your Babies. We're just going to call it Kill Your Monster Babies. For those who aren't familiar with our Kill Your Babies games, we take things in theory that we love or like, (laughs) and we are getting rid of them one by one systematically going in order until one is left standing this episode our game will be kill your monster babies we are focusing on more mostly most recent monster movies large creature features if you will Um, we've been talking jurassic park films we've been talking king kong and godzilla films and so we kind of just lumped those related films into the mix and uh, we're going to go through the rules are simple each of us gets to kill a film at a time we take turns until one's left standing. Um, to play the game nature of it, we're each going to pick our... Last time we did two, like our our Dark Horse 
but then are kind of our backup dark horse, if I remember. Because what happens if we both pick well, it's, the it's, same? It's like, the this is my pick, but here's my, my dark horse backup. Okay, dark horse backup, right. Because you're kind of secretly rooting for one or two films. The ones whose, whoever's film lasts the longest or to the end will be our winner. And you'll get the last word. You'll get a point for that. But for those listening at home, here's the list we've assembled today for Kill Your Monster Babies. A lot of Jurassic Park's films on this list, so buckle in. We have Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park The Lost World, Jurassic Park 3, Jurassic World, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Then we're going to jump to King Kong, the Peter Jackson film. Then Kong Skull Island. And we're jumping to Godzilla 1998 because, got to put that in there. Godzilla 2014, Godzilla King of the Monsters, Godzilla versus Kong. Those films we all kind of talked about recently. And we put in there just to expand our list a bit. We got Pacific Rim, Pacific Rim Uprising, and then The Host. That's our list. So we're going to go through these. We each get one save. Um, Nikki J, the way the rules work, if you want to save a film that was killed, you're allowed to evoke, invoke the save feature. That'll allow that film to come back to life. Um, you only get that one save. You lose your next turn. So there's a penalty for it. So you might be trying to save your dark horse or your dark horse backup or your pick and your dark horse backup. And then the other rule is if somebody kills a certain film, if JB goes after that old Jurassic Park 3 and someone saves it, JB is no longer ever allowed to kill Jurassic Park 3 again. Other people can, but not him. So, um, Nikki J, as we sometimes do, we have to figure out an order for this game. We will let you select the order um, of your choosing, and we just kind of go in. This we don't do a snake for this one. We just kind of go, you know, in order. Cyclical. Yeah, over and over. So, pick the order you would like for us, and we will follow your direction. All right. Well, I'm going to st start on the right. Of my screen, so JB, then Gabe, then Jesse, then me. All right, perfect. And before we jump in, uh, let's write down our picks so we have our secret picks that we can reveal at the end. All right. Got mine. So your number Locked. one pick, and then if we need to go to the tiebreaker, we'll go to number two. I'm, I'm locked in. So if everybody's locked in, uh, JB will kick us off. Commence with the killing of babies. Yep. We're only going to be one monster movie left. Monster, you know, in quotations, the best, I guess, what you'd call these, all these. They're not quite monsters. You know, King Kong's not a monster. Big creature movies. Creature. Giant creature feature. Giant creature features. Kill your giant creature features. Babies. Hmm. Creatures the first inaugural I'm... baby to die, monster child. Um, let's go ahead and take out Jurassic Park three. <laughs> Love it. That's right. a solid move. Jurassic Park three gone. It's not well liked. <laughs> and so, uh, for anybody listening or Nikki J two, once we kind of move on to the next person that. That movie can no longer be saved. So, mm. and and you do it out of turn. You don't have to wait for your turn to save. You can say, "Oh, I'd like to save it." I I would, but 
<laughs> it's, it is it is objectively not that good. I love it, but it's not that good. <laughs> All right. So that puts us at Gabriel. It's your turn. Um, I'm gonna say Godzilla ninety-eight. All right. Goodbye. I must started trying to watch that the other night because I. That's the one with Broderick, right? Yep. 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 Broderick. Because I had watched Stargate recently, and the director of Stargate eventually went on to do Godzilla ninety-eight, but. I love Stargate. I've watched it in recent years. It doesn't quite hold up the way I thought it would. That is true. Um, it probably will never be mentioned on the podcast. That's a great. Um, Still enjoy watching it, though. It was rough. But it Kurt, is rough. Kurt Russell was in it. So, as was James Spader. <laughs> but Kurt Russell is somebody we've been checking Rockin out. Right. Spader Russell. What? Mm-hmm. All right. My turn. I'm going with, I was actually looking at Godzilla 98 and Jurassic Park 3. So both of you folks got the one I wanted. So I'm going to go with, um, let's get some of these oldies out of here. I'm going to get the King Kong, the Peter Jackson one out of here. Mm. Never seen it. Don't feel like I need to. Jack Black. (laughs) Adrian Brody. That's right. Naomi Watts. Mm -hmm. I do like that movie, but not enough to save it. (laughs) All right. So speaking of saving, it's your turn. Who are you going to kill then? If you're not in the mood for saving, uh, I, I'm definitely gonna kill Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. I saw a little bit of it. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I did not like it. It's probably the only Jurassic Park that I've seen that I honestly hate. That wow. is also hated by other people. Hate. It's, it, it. It ain't good. <laughs> yeah, maybe hate's too strong a word. I just it felt. It's just I don't know. I didn't like it. I'm not explain uh, it exactly though. Stand by it. We hate it. Yeah. So. All right, JV, you're up. Oh, mm. while you're thinking, we're at the top of the list again, so we'll remind our listeners because people are like, I, I can't keep up with this. Uh, Jurassic Park remains, Lost World remains, Jurassic World remains, Kong Skull Island, Godzilla 2014, Godzilla King of the Monsters, Godzilla v Kong, Pacific Rim, Pacific Rim Uprising, and The Host. Hmm. All right, we're going to go for Godzilla vs. Kong. Our last episode's topic. Not one of the greats, we, we declared. Well, that's You, you got yeah. the wrong one highlighted there. Wrong color, there we go. Not one of the no. greats, but... Oh, I did wrong. wrong. Oh, I'm sorry, wrong color, you're right. Thank you. Good catch, good catch. And still the wrong color. You know, without we're really feeling Trevor's absence. I hope from what I hear his podcast got canceled too, so it's... Funny that he left us for the podcast. Sandusky so. shut that shit down. Side note, but anyway, I'm not, mm-hmm. not going to say I told you so, but he can resubmit like awesome. everybody else. Reapply. Um, so I'm I'm gonna want to go the host. Ooh, the host. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember really liking it. I love that film. And, it, and you killed it. <laughs> it I, I, honestly, like story-wise, it may be the best of all of these films. Mm, is that the South Korean one? That's Bong Joon-ho, yeah. Yeah. yeah that does look good. It's really good. All right, so that leaves me. If no one's going to save the host, you know, potential great, I'm going to say. 
Um, it, it is a potential. <laughs> it's not gonna make it through this. Not good enough for us, though. <laughs> not for our mercy killings here. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do it because someone's got to do it eventually. No. Goodbye, Jurassic Park. It's time to start playing no. the game. It's time. Are you no, saving it? I'm saving that. All right, I'm not leaving that. I, listen, not my baby. To, time to start playing the game. <laughs> All right, so that uh, saves the so Nikki J. You'll lose your next turn. That takes Jurassic Park, um, puts it back alive. I'm not allowed to touch it though. Moving forward. All right, so that means we skip that turn. So it's back up yes. to to JB. Mm. All right. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. That's the one I was trying to. You were trying to just psychically kill that one. Is that movie good? It look, those all look interesting, but hey, uh, tune into last season, last episode podcast. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> but no, it was. Not I mean, so it, definitely it, loved. It'll be out by the time this one's out. So sure. yeah. you know, you'll you'll get your opportunity. <laughs> Listen, if you like Godzilla movies, watch it. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and and kill Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so either be me or, or JP to save it. But JP, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm begging. <laughs> Save my baby. Please. (laughs) I love it. Cancer. All right. It sounds like it's not going to happen, so I'll move on to my turn. (laughs) He's dead. Listen, we got to play the game at some point. So I'm going to go, you know, I mean, we still got some sequels on this list, but I'm going to go Pacific Rim Uprising. Get Get rid of that one. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done it. Are you saving it, JB? No, no. I'm just letting you know. All right, thanks. I appreciate (laughs) it. You shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done it. (laughs) All right, so uh, our list is dwindling a bit. Uh, We're up to Nikki J, but since it's fewer films, we'll let people know it's uh, The Lost World, Jurassic World, Skull Island, Godzilla 2014, and Pacific Rim remain. Mm. Oh, wait. Do I still get my turn? Yeah, now you're because you missed your last turn. Yeah, you missed your last one. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Well, I'm going to say Jurassic World as well. I I did like Jurassic World okay, but like not enough to save it. I I felt like indifferent, but it was an okay movie. You're just killing the whole. uh... I mean, again, I'm I'm a. That last 20 minutes of that film just fucking ruined the entire film for me. I've yet to see him. There's just, yeah, there's probably weird parts. The whole scene with the assistant where the pteranodons, like, like she gets <laughs> oh, dro- yeah, dropped and grabbed and dropped and grabbed and plucked. <laughs> and, and I'm like, she was like one of the only likable characters. In the yeah, film, you torture that, her that in bad. her death. It was obvious. Oh, it it's like, uh, no, I'm good. Weird. It's just weird. It was a weird choice. Weird choice. 
Okay. Next back up. up to me. Yeah, back up to you. List is getting thin. Only one Jurassic right. Park movie remains. <laughs> one one Kong movie remains. One Godzilla movie and one Pacific Rim. So each of our or franchises only one of each remain. All right. Hmm. I'm going to go with Kong Skull Island. All right. I like the way we're playing this time. We're keeping our saves. All right, no Kong. Nobody saved that one. You know, I haven't seen it to be I, fair. I could, I could do without King Kong movies. I'll be honest. I think Skull. I think Skull Island is my favorite of the Kong films. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, recent Kong films. Um, I'm gonna go Godzilla 2014. Mm. Oh, all right. That leaves two films. My turn. <laughs> unless somebody saves that one. Jurassic Park: The Lost World and Pacific Rim. So unless someone interjects and saves Godzilla 2014, I do make the deciding choice here. Now let's uh, save is a factor. Hmm. Yeah, unless someone um, saves whatever your choice is. Unless oh yeah, unless someone stops my choice, yeah. All right, lost it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's down to Dress Park, <laughs> Lost World, Pacific Rim. I think I'm going to. Who's after me, Nikki J? You're after me. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think if whatever I kill, if someone like, how do I have to play this? Um, play it straight. I know. You know. You know. Either we say either play with strategy or you play from the heart, and, and I tend to play with from the heart. But this game, I played a little more strategy. Mm -hmm. um, Jurassic Park: The Lost World, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim, The Lost World. All right, the one I will kill. I'll do Jurassic Park, The Lost World. Leave Pacific Rim. Mm. And that'll be our monster baby creature feature unless someone wants to bring Lost World back to life. I'll bring it back to life. Let's do it. JV <laughs> keeps oh. the game going. Really? <laughs> I can't let Pacific Rim win. All right, so have you seen The Lost World? <laughs> have you seen Pacific Rim? Yeah, I've I seen have, I've seen I all seen of both. these, but I've actually seen but, every film in this list. But ask me a question: mm -hmm. Do I remember Pacific Rim? Not so well. Yeah. Um, so JB, you saved it. Um, Since you tried I, I to kill, kill Jesse, it. it's it's back to Nikki J. Nikki do you J kill so. you you kill Jurassic Park: Lost World or kill Pacific Rim? Which one do you want to kill, Nikki J? You can kill either. We well, have to. <sighs> I actually didn't. I actually liked Pacific Rim. I'm not gonna lie, but even though Lost World's probably a worse movie, I like Lost World better. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna kill Pacific Rim. Killing Pacific Rim. <laughs> no, well, Lost World soon, soon be alive, honestly. But <laughs> life finds a way. So <laughs> life finds a way. <laughs> so we end this like this the, movie finds a way. The Jurassic Park, the Lost World, will be our, <laughs> our, our last movie standing. Um, <laughs> unless Jesse, you want to save Pacific Rim? 
Or you. Mm. Unless I want to save Pacific Rim. Yeah. Let's think. We're thinking here. We both have a save here. It's true. We do. He's going to drag it out. <laughs> Wait, we've got to use these saves up, right? Um, you know what? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Just going to keep going until we're out of sight. <laughs> hey, it's only, it's only so many more rounds. I mean, I'm trying to think, do I want to live in a world? Which one do I want to live in a world that I like better? Pacific Rim or or, or The Lost World? That's our only one. And uh, But then it's... JB is... No, JB's missed. It's Gabriel next. Because JB skipped his turn because he saved The Lost World. That's correct. Which means then you have to make the decision. And then I, Which is why he doesn't want to use his save because he wants to make the Well, decision. he can't save if so. It's you, yeah, because you know what? Yeah, I let's, mean, see, let's, 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 let's see where you fall. I'll, I'll give it to you, I'll save it because you, you'll make the, the last choice Jurassic Park, Lost World, Pacific Rim. I say Pacific Rim, it ends on you because you have an only save and you can't throw a save anyway. I know, and I, I watched Lost World last night. <laughs> That film shouldn't live. <laughs> it shouldn't exist. It was a it was a cash grab that Spielberg agreed to direct. It it's a mess, and it deserves to die. And Pacific Rim deserves to live. And that is my prime. Is, oh, oh. Say, I can't I can't disagree that much. I, I can't also, like, my prime pick Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. <laughs> Your backup was. The host. And, and that, so I changed my backup before we started to Kong Skull Island, which I think outlasted the host. It did outlast the host. It did. It did. I have host mm. Pacific Rim. Nikki J, JB, what were you these? Yeah, you see I see in my notes over here when I'm writing things. Um yeah. what what was what was your guys' picks? What were you rooting for? Nikki J Jurassic Park. Well, Jurassic Park, I figured. Oh, I think you're muted for a minute. Nikki no. Mute. Oh no. Jurassic yeah. Park number one, yes. Yeah. And what was your Got backup pick? Was, <laughs> the backups were King Kong, Peter Jackson. Not a very good movie, but I love that movie. All right. And Godzilla in 1998, also awful movie. Still love that movie. <laughs> no, I, I respect both. That I movie was, is really bad, actually. I respect <laughs> those picks, especially the Godzilla one. And, JB, who, 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 who you got him for? Who are you playing for? Man, I had Jurassic Park The Lost World. <laughs> oh. I was that close. You were. So it's funny. So I'm, well, I don't know if I'm glad. I mean, I didn't win anyway, so it doesn't matter. But it, this evens all our points to one now, one, one, and one, I guess, with Gabriel's win. Because I was back and forth. Do I just let it sit and go with who does anybody have Lost World as their first pick? Was all I was thinking. Um, or can I just sit on pick two for Pacific Rim? I felt like JB had to have, like, the fact that he <laughs> saved it. I was like, that, you don't save that unless that's your pick. <laughs> All right, so that's that's kill your monster babies, kill your creature feature babies. Uh, Pacific Rim is the one that survives out of all those. Uh, that also puts uh, Gabriel as our winner, as I just mentioned, that for season two, that ties each of us to one point um, for each game. Nikki J, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Absolutely. Um, Always. We'll, thank you for having me. We'll definitely mm. have you again. We'll do another league check-in. Obviously, we'll be in communication about that, how that goes. But as the way the show ends with the show winner, um, all of us um, have to kind of shut our yaps and and give Gabriel the the last word to wrap this thing up. Mm-hmm.
Ooh. I mean, we're turning a corner, right? Like, we've got lots of jabs in the arms, lots of folks getting vaccinated. I think that's a good step in the right direction. Uh, you know, movies are coming back to, to theaters. Un- unfortunately, we're still dealing with this epidemic of, you know, black people in this country being gunned down by cops uh, for misdemeanor traffic stops. And, you know, that shit was happening when we started this podcast. It's still happening now. It's literally happening during a trial where, you know, in the same state, fuck. Like, I, I just don't, can we fix this? Can we, can we just fix this? Like, can we stop protecting cops from being able to carry out vigilante injustice? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not a lawmaker. Uh, I can petition my lawmakers. I can, you know, keep voting for people who say they want to change things. I can sign petitions and donate money and protest and but can we just acknowledge that this shit needs to stop i mean films and podcasts it's great it's a great break from the reality of of the world around us but man it's it's a lot to be sitting here like a year later in the middle of a trial of a former police officer and literally just have the same shit happen 10 miles from the courthouse where the trial is occurring um you know yeah can we can we just can we be better (laughs) can we as a a society acknowledge it and just be better My my friend who listens to the podcast bought me this pen. Oh, so it stops the clicking? So that I wouldn't be doing the clicky sound. Listen, listen our podcast <laughs> is filled with <laughs> pin clicks, sips of water and drinks, um, various breathing, mic breathing, and yeah.